what's going on everybody it's your boy jvd and we're back at it again with another episode of the fpl and wine podcast what's up guys jason here back after a big break johnny last thing yeah. we potted was for game week 32 which was the big blank so let's just start us off there how'd you do game week 32 or game week 29 uh, 20 29 <laughs> damn getting getting confused too many numbers a lot of numbers going on it's been a minute bro it's been a while since we recorded but it's good to be back um you had a nice little break yeah man for sure for sure uh, i've been sliding in fpl recently so little break always nice get some uh, get some clear head before we go into the next uh last part of the season awesome man yeah so as most fpl managers know there was an international break so um you know a lot of cool results there so jay why don't you uh run us down through the agenda for today and let's get this uh, episode cracking come on yeah yeah for sure for sure so we'll talk about the international break results some players who've uh, picked up form or uh, continue their form um we'll talk about uh, man city a lot of heavy rotation going to come up uh what are we going to do with our assets there um and then we'll talk about fixture runs so since it's kind of like the last final home stretch eight game weeks of the season um, this seems to be when anyone who's using their wildcard will kind of think about that. So um, which players to target on there and then the usual stuff. So so within that, we're going to talk about a bunch of different teams, uh, teams to target um, and then differentials, transfers, captaincy, the usual stuff. Um, anyways, yeah, let's just go quick little look back. Um, game week 29, you got 55 points. I got 41, didn't really make a transfer, so I have two coming up here. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I made. I think I made a transfer. Um, I forgot who I got in. I thought oh, Bamford. I made two. I made Bamford and Dallas. Yeah. Just because they play Sheffield coming up, so it should be a nice little match for there. But yeah, I have one free transfer, so I know you're looking in good shape. You have two free transfers, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see uh, what you come up with in the transfer section later on. But uh, just uh, just breaking down the international break results. Um, I know Jay mentioned who you know the key players who's in form or was continuing their form. Yeah, let's start with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man in particular, <laughs> hat trick, dude, a hat Thomas trick. Suchek. What the uh, hell? I know, big favorite on this uh, podcast, but yeah, man, he's just different level this season, right? Yo, yeah, he just the way he goes into the box, man, and then just uh, his aerial ability, all all the all the stuff we normally talk about with him, but. He showed it on the international level now. So, um, yeah, maybe he can continue that if you're still holding him. Um, for sure, for sure. Just uh, keep keep on with that. Yeah, Harry Kane. I know he notched a couple of goals, and I think he got one assist. Shaw, Shaw got a nice assist to him, too, actually, for that for that goal. Just Shaw's been continuously producing it. Yeah, no, for sure. Shaw and Kane, I mean, both these guys were continuing their form. But it's good to see Kane uh, amongst the goals. You know, big, big... Uh, captaincy favorite this week so it's good to see him there um following up with Shaw and Kane obviously Mason Mount was there I know a lot of people are targeting Chelsea assets whether it's offensive or defensive but it's good to see Mount uh, doing well yep part of the goals as usual yeah he's always um, seems to pop up with some some sort of contribution eh? yeah man he's he's uh he's really turning it on under Tuchel and I think Tuchel is making him a better player so that's really good for Chelsea and then um, the German midfielders, Gundogan and Havertz. I think Gundogan um, is a given. I mean, and most people have him. Very good player. But Havertz is the interesting pick because, you know, everyone had these expectations that he was going to be really good. And he started off the Came season very slow. Came in with a big price slow. tag, right? Yeah, exactly. And he started off the season very slow. But I think he's starting to pick it up a little bit, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. We'll uh, We'll talk about our Chelsea 
Chelsea assets a bit more, but he's definitely on the radar um, for for the coming games. And then Jota, right? Last one, he's been been killing it uh, since he came back. Um, not so much in terms of FPL returns, but like just looking really lively and stuff. But this game again in, in Portugal seems to have scored a goal or two. Um, did you watch the game at all? No, but I saw the highlights and he scored two uh, headers. So I mean, okay, he's getting in good positions, man. So I mean, he's smart. He's really smart, right? He'll get into those good looks into the box, and then shooting is always kind of iffy, but. I don't know. He seems to finish uh, more often than not. So yeah, and and just a little bit of a side note. Um, of course, we're recording this on Sunday, March twenty eighth. Um, so there's still international games to come on midweek. Tuesday. Yeah, midweek, Tuesday, Wednesday. So you know, we'll see what happens in terms of injuries, form, and all that. But these are the players that kind of came to mind so far, right? Hold those transfers, guys. It's the usual. The usual. Just make sure you're not doing any early transfers before international games on the midweek yeah let's get into the juicy stuff uh manchester city talk uh what's your view on this bro yeah man dude their schedule is crazy dude the next next uh uh well just the whole of april really um they have the champions league they have the cup finals um and then they have like games like Leeds and stuff squeezed in there um and it looks like they have two blank game weeks actually for 32 and 33 um i don't know if those are like tentative blanks and maybe a game will get added back or something like that but as of now their next four fixtures read Leeds, Leicester and then blank blank so are you inclined to keep any of their players would you be looking at dropping um, some of your defenders uh, Gundogan um, KDB like what are you looking at with those guys Uh, I guess we'll start with the defenders Um, so I guess most people have Cancelo, Diaz, Stone some combination of the three either one or two some people have three, but yeah, what do you think? Start with the defense. I definitely think you should drop at least one of them. I don't think you should triple up uh, on City at this point of the season. Yes, okay, when, if the three of them play, for sure, they're, the likeliness of them getting a clean sheet is very high, but it's just a question of rotation now. Jay just mentioned the blank game weeks, and I know Stones, Diaz, and Cancelo all played in their international friendlies, or sorry, qualifying games, so... I'm not sure if the triple up is on anymore. I'm saying maybe one or two max. That's my view. What's yours? So so Diaz is obviously the most nailed out of the three, right? Um, I'm looking at Cancelo as someone who I can possibly be swapping out of my team for sure. Um, I would say, yeah, Diaz is the number one. Um, but then my, my follow-up to this question is, I guess, if you're expecting a lot of rotation, someone has to come in for these guys, right? So... Um, who do you think is a good target from like the B team? Because, okay, like let's say they wrap up the league in game week 33 or 34, right? Between, well, I guess they don't play 33, 34, but between game week 35 onwards, there's going to be a lot of games that could be uh, given to guys like um, Zinchenko, Mendy, uh, Nathan Ake. Um, like who who else do you think? is there? Are those three the probably the ones that you're going to target or... Is it even worth targeting them with a weakened team? What do you think? It's too much of a risk, man. I mean, yeah, I could, I could get Zinchenko in, but I would still be worried that he's at risk of rotation, right? They're all at risk, and I just don't know if I want someone in my team that's always at, at risk of rotation, right? Maybe I can just settle for a Cresswell or a Shaw okay. or a Digne, right, instead. who These are guys I know that are going to play week in, week out, whereas Zinchenko, yeah, he could come in play one or two games and then next thing you know Mendy's there or Cancelo's playing left back so it's really hard with City at this point yeah yeah for sure I agree with that um what about like Laporte Ake uh nothing really right 
Yeah, I mean, obviously you mentioned a few guys, and out of the guys you mentioned, I do like... Like, you don't want to spend 6.0 on a rotation risk, right? Like, at the end of the day, I guess that's no. what it comes down to, because you can spend 5.2 or whatever it is and get Shaw, or, like, spend 4.6, what is it, for um, Rudiger? Yeah, exactly, so, so... There's more nailed guys. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair. So so we talked about defenders. Now, I guess we can get to KDB and Gundogan. What's, what's your thoughts there, because I know... There's a vast majority of FPL managers that own both these assets. Yeah, for sure. So with Gundo, I think I think I'm okay holding him. If I was on wildcard, I might actually go without any city guys, honestly, or maybe just Diaz. But um, in in a position like you or me are in, I, I wait. How, how many city midfielders do you have? Zero or one? I have Gundogan, just one. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we both have him. Um, I don't really think it's worth the transfer to drop him, right? Because like our benches are, I, I don't know about you, but mine is like pretty strong. I feel like I have a selection headache every week. Um, I'm okay with just like kind of throwing Gundogan out there and then if he gets zero minutes I don't really care because I have a good bench guy coming in right exactly yeah he's transferring Gundogan out for me is not a priority at this point so I yeah because would... he's so cheap exactly it's like it's not really that much of a big deal but KDB is the one right like if you have him like I'm sweating man no two games of a blank in the next five and um, I mean if anyone's getting rotated for those Champions League games it's him right yeah, but it goes both ways. If you have him and, like, he doesn't play, it sucks. But if you don't have him and he plays, it's, like, it's another thing, man. Like, you're going to be nervous because this guy can easily return. I know he's been doing well uh, for Belgium during the international break. So, it's City's just, like, a really – it's a, just a big jigsaw puzzle. We don't know. Yeah, we don't really yeah, know what's for going sure, on. for sure. So, so, my thing with that is just that, like, um, I mean, I, don't, I try not to look at ownership statistics that much. But in this case, uh, let me see. He's only 18% owned. And, like, realistically, you probably don't want to captain him in case he subs on and gets, like, 20 minutes or something like that. So, yeah, I would I would be a little less worried. If I had him, I wouldn't be worried about dropping him, you know? Because guys like Bruno or Salah or Kane are more nailed on their team where their team actually has something to play for in the league. They need to play their, like, not every game, but definitely more games than kdb will between now and a few weeks from now right so i don't know i wouldn't be worried about dropping him too much yeah and then the, the last point i want to make is even though i don't have kdb now uh i always want to have some cash in the bank to bring him in like for example in game week 31 they play leads yeah and of course you have to monitor and see what the lineup is against dortmund right yeah borussia dortmund but I still favor like let's say Mares gets rested against Dortmund. I don't I don't think that'll happen. But yeah, dude, I would slot him right in for freaking Leeds. Bro, man. Yeah, because you know Pep's definitely gonna rotate. He literally said that you know Leeds is the worst team to play. Six to seven changes. Yeah, and Leeds is the worst team to play between Champions League uh, legs, right? So it's gonna be interesting. And then the last point is I know you actually brought up Aguero, so let's talk about him. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this a little bit before. Yeah, dude, I mean, he got 90 in the last league game. Um, I mean, everyone loves Aguero, dude. If you play fantasy and you don't fucking love this guy, like, I don't know what you're doing. Um, but he did play 90 against Fulham. Um, he honestly didn't look that great, but he's continuously, like, gaining match fitness. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. He could be a cheeky punt, man. For Like you said, like, a game like Leeds, they're sandwiched in between two Champions League games. Like, it's entirely possible that Pep just gives him the Champions League off and just says, yo... Go do go have a good show against Leeds. Like it's probably his last season in the in the league, most likely. I don't know. Um, seems like a good way to send him off. Remember David Silva last year? Like just played every league game and just killed it last last end of the season. This could be it for Aguero too. So 
just wanted to keep that in in the people's minds i actually really really like that point aguero against leeds man is too good to pass Dude, yeah, pass up, yeah honestly yeah. so it's something to keep uh, at the back of uh, our minds i think monitoring champions that League, right just monitor what the lineup is for like the first dortmund game and like kind of work around that and hopefully you can i mean if you can spike like a prediction on like okay aguero will start this game then it's it's worth a punt definitely worth a punt yeah so does that wrap up city then or any other assets you're looking at yeah no i think that's about it um honestly again like there's too much rotation risk out of the midfielders and like i don't really want to roll the dice and waste my free transfers when someone is not really guaranteed to play so even with a guy like gundogan um i don't want to transfer him out and then have him start especially when he's so cheap so yeah that's where i'm looking at so defense cut midfield probably hold um, no one really from the forwards, but I guess monitor um, minutes in the Champions League and see maybe spike someone. Yeah, and and now uh, we're obviously approaching the last uh, eight game weeks of the season, so there's uh, some important fixture runs to target. Um, so Jay, why don't you outline which which teams we're looking at? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so we've got yeah, like a nice little eight game week window to look at. I kind of love this time of the season, man. You can just take risks. Um, Especially if you're in like like my position, I'm 231k. I want to be up at least top 100k, but ideally even higher than that. So yeah, this is the time to go for um, look at the look at the fixtures, see what's what's going on, and then if you can find differentials out of those teams with good fixtures, that's where you look, man. That's where you look. Anyways, um, we got Wolves, um, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, as well as Leicester. So. Um, we'll also cover a little bit of like when to wildcard because I have some thoughts on that. Maybe doing it in a couple of weeks will be even a little bit better. But um, yeah, just right into it. Let's talk about Wolves. So the first thing is they're kind of safe, right? Like they're they're like already done with their their league games, basically. Like they're not going to get relegated. Um, they're not really in the title risk or not title, but top four risk. Um, so what what do you think? Is it is it worth looking at a team like that? Um, first of all and then if so then like who do we who do we look at from there yeah no I, I definitely think it's a team worth looking at um, even if they play West Ham I think that this six game stretch uh, is actually very very good um, I think the players to look at would be Cody and uh, Neto mm-hmm. um, I think those are the guys that stand out for me uh, Neto is their biggest offensive threat. I don't know if Podence is injured. This guy just kind of went ghost. He's flagged. He's flagged. Yeah, yeah he's flagged. Um, so he's got a twenty-five percent chance. It's a muscle injury. He's probably not playing. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, Wolves are have been kind of inconsistent this whole season. Yes, they win and sometimes they lose. So, I don't know if it is worth it. But if if we had to choose some players, at least for me, Cody, because of the the. He's a very good defender, and plus he offers some offensive threat as well. And then Neto, just because he's a magician, like I could, you could put him against City, Liverpool. I think he would still go one on one and and still try and create something. And he's cheap too. Um, so given the fact, so in my opinion, their defense for this fixture run is a lot better um, compared to their attack. So if you look at Fulham, Sheffield, Burnley, West Brom, Brighton, um, you're looking at all teams that score probably under one goal per game. Um, I mean, West Ham is obviously excluded game week 30, so I would probably be looking at bringing them in for game week 31 or 32. Um, but yeah, I think the defense, man. I think uh, Cody, like you said, really good pick. But the guy that I have uh, kind of highlighted here is Semedo. Um, I think that he is a guy that has been really bad all season, honestly, but um, could be kind of finding his feet in these games. And um, yeah, the, the clean sheet is almost 
like it's kind of a bank in like you can expect probably three clean sheets out of it and then he does get forward so the attacking threat is kind of there um even though there's no real striker to to target there for them like william jose i don't think he's great he's just kind of there um but yeah semedo um good chance of spiking a random uh, assist or maybe a goal getting into the box but neto dude neto is sick man Honestly, he would be the guy who I would pick from them, uh, from their forward line, for sure. So I think that kind of wraps up Wolves. Yeah, three good targets there. Cody, Sebedo, Neto, right? Moving on to Liverpool. Um, interesting uh, topic here because given their recent form and, of course, they're through to the quarterfinals of the Champions League against Real Madrid. So uh, what's your thoughts on Liverpool going forward? I know they have a very, very good fixture run. So Dude, their fixture run is wild bro it's wild apart from well arsenal game week 30 so i would probably steer clear for this one but after that man what the heck villa leads newcastle so united away obviously not great but then even after that southampton west brom burnley crystal palace like what is that man but 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 here's the thing then because this like liverpool it it just comes down to opinion like do you think they're gonna make the top four because if not then they're gonna try and go for the champions league and if they're trying to go for the ucl uh, final and trying to make that, then um, like Salah, Mane, Trent, Robbo, they're going to get rotated in the Prem, right? Or no? Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, for sure. Um, I just don't know, man. I don't think so. So it depends on when they're actually going to be like not really in the race for top four anymore. Um, but for the coming like four fixtures between now and the United game, I think we should have an idea. So that's um, Arsenal, Villa, Leeds, Newcastle, right? So Three of those fixtures are guys where I would probably want to have Salah or Jota or both and maybe putting the captain's armband on one of them. Um, Like, I think that's worth getting someone in, one or two of their guys in for that. Um, And then you can kind of reassess because by game week 34, 35, you'll have an idea. Um, Are they actually in with a running of the top four or is it just Champions League? You'll you'll be be, uh, really clear on that. So I think for the next four, you can kind of punt on them. And then reassess after game week 34, 35. Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting because I know a lot of people are considering dropping Salah as well. And Jota's obviously... Yeah, I did last... I did a couple weeks ago, Exactly. Right? And uh, Jota is like emerging as a really good informed player. And then there's Trent and Robbo as well that could offer some value, of course. So Liverpool is interesting, man. And I don't know. Arsenal and Ashton Villa are the next two fixtures. Um, not easy opponents. I think Villa is actually a really good fixture. Oh, you think, think so? Villa is a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they they've kind of like stopped doing their like the, between the post restart last year and like the first ten to fifteen games of this year, their defense was really good. Um, but I feel like it's dropped off. I did a. I swear I sent you something like uh, a few days ago. They're like top five worst um, expected goals allowed since like January started. So that's really bad, man. And like a team like Liverpool. Salah will be looking at that and just licking his lips. Agreed, man. But I just, because Martinez is having such a good season, it's just... Yeah, Martinez is the difference maker for sure. Okay, so, um, I mean, Jota, Salah, Trent, Robber are the main picks. Anyone else before we move on? Nah, maybe if you want to get Kabak. Yeah. You you really really short on funds or if you're on wildcard, like, I don't think that's that's a terrible pick. But I think you're, like, yeah, Robbo, Trent. Dude, Robbo, uh, sorry, Trent is going to have, like, one of those huge games at some point. It's just a matter of when it happens, so we'll we'll keep our eyes out for that for sure. Uh, moving on to Chelsea, of course, the most informed team, I think, in Europe, maybe. I don't want to. Yeah, possibly, possibly. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> they're they're yeah, looking yeah, good. Yeah. They're undefeated under Tuchel. They have uh, 
some pretty appealing matches coming up. Uh, West Brom home is the one that we're obviously targeting uh, in game week 30. But So who are the assets to target in this team? So defense, right? Defense is the first first thing that I would look at with these guys. Um, let's see. Uh, they have Rudiger, Azpilicueta, and Mendy, who I would call like the safest picks. Um, and then you have guys like Chilwell. Um, I think Christensen actually has been getting a lot of minutes for these guys, but he's a little bit more expensive than Rudiger. Let me just double check that. Yeah, so while you check that, I think actually, I don't even know if Rudiger is that safe because I own this guy and he didn't even play one of the games before. <laughs> I think... Dude, yeah, Christensen is more nailed, actually, if yeah. anything. Christensen's been getting 90 apart from one game he's missed in 25. But I think Mendy's a nice little pick. Asby is good. I just think he's too expensive for my liking. Yeah, yeah. So on wildcard, Mendy is nailed, right? Like, you, you don't see it. You're not going to see a team that doesn't have this guy if you're on wildcard coming up, like, for sure. Yeah, no, Mendy's, Mendy's a nice little asset to have. I don't know if I would... Because I know people are like, wow, Chelsea's keeping cleans and they're they're in good form and stuff. And yeah, I'm going to double up, possibly triple up uh, on defense. But like they just lost Conte too. And I know people are saying... Oh, it's it's a knock. It's not... Um, I don't think he's like definitely out. It says it says it's just a... He's just yellow flagged. So he probably would be back actually. And, and once again, this is another team that's actually like in Champions in League Europe. as well. Yeah. So, yep, yep. you know, Liverpool, City, Chelsea, like it, this makes FPL even like more fun because uh you have to like think ahead and figure it out like you know these guys are going to be rotating and that's what's going to be interesting to see yeah and then you have guys like spurs who are just freaking bombed out of the <laughs> bombed out of europe dude <laughs> yeah and maybe like now that you mentioned oh, spurs we should like slightly touch on them after but yeah for sure uh continue with the midfielders and forwards for chelsea yeah yeah for sure so i think um i think if you're looking for differentials um their midfield and forwards have like the most to offer because i i feel like everyone's gonna have one or two of their defenders um but yeah if you get a guy like mount i think mount is the most nailed i think we talked about this a few weeks ago um out of their midfield and attack but then havertz like you said earlier picking up form and werner uh he gets 12 and 15 minutes in some games which is like the absolute worst thing out of a 9.5 million or 9.2 million forward so not really sure about him but havertz man Seems to be the guy. He's playing like almost as a number nine, like nine and a half kind of thing. Um, yeah, what do you think about him? I like him a lot. I think he's a nice little cheeky differential as well. I'm just scared of rotation, right? Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's with every defender or uh, every player in FPL, right? Honestly, honestly, yeah. Like every, like we, like you said, Liverpool, Chelsea, even United, right? Europa League. Um, yeah, but for some reason, I have faith in Solskjaer. Like you kind of can, you know, like what he's gonna do. Yeah, what team he's gonna put out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but agree. like Tuchel and Pep, man, these guys rotate like crazy. So, and then so on that note of rotation, so I think Alonso is a really, really cheeky differential, especially when they have these um, kind of easy fixtures coming up: West Brom, Palace, Brighton, and Fulham in the next five. Um, I think that Alonso could actually get maybe two or three out of those games, um, just because like if there's Champions League sandwiched around, like you said, right? Like with uh, Liverpool. Um, or sorry, with City, uh, when you're playing a Champions League and then Premier League game in the weekend, um, you want to put kind of your B team out for that Premier League game in in a lot of cases. And I would say Alonso is uh, safely on the B team for this Chelsea team, right? Like Chris, um, not Christensen. Chilwell is obviously first choice. Um, and then Alonso either gets zero or ninety minutes, which is another thing that I really like because you get your sub, if anything. Um, so yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, Alonso can definitely. You can you can get a a goal, 
goal assist, goal assist, clean, dude. Anything can happen with this guy. That left back spot at Chelsea is kind of iffy because I know Emerson like played against Atletico and scored a goal too, and it's like where was Alonso? So like if if Emerson's playing, then you know the Chilwell, Alonso are always at risk because there's three of them that are competing for that spot. You know what I mean? Dude, Emerson hasn't played since uh, December twelfth. No, he played December against 21st. Atletico, right? Oh, okay. No, no. I mean, I mean, in the league, he hasn't even oh, he hasn't even okay, touched okay. pitch since uh, since December. So, I don't know. I don't think he's really a risk. Okay. Uh, moving on to Arsenal. Um, I actually really like this team, man. Like they're playing well. Dude, their fixture run is nasty, bro. They've they're about to turn a corner after Liverpool. Uh, game week thirty one onwards. There's some nice picks in this team. I'll run down their fixtures. Um, just uh, just a selected selected few of them. So they have Sheffield, Fulham, Newcastle, West Brom, Palace, and Brighton. So if you if you dodge the Liverpool fixture in game week thirty, you're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six. Six out of eight fixtures that are like like prime. Prime fixtures that you want players, at least one, uh maybe captain, uh if if um Alba is uh is back in the lineup. Um what do you think? Like who's the guys to target there? Uh are you looking at defense? From this fixture run, it looks like defense would probably actually be really good. But um yeah, do you want you want to bring in Saka back? Uh, what are you feeling? Um, I don't even I don't even think like I don't even rate Alba at this point. I think like he's good. He's just too expensive, and he's not returning for his price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Odegaard? So uh, Tierney, Odegaard, and Lacazette are the guys I'm thinking of when it comes to Arsenal. Dude, I'm a Saka guy. You know this. I've been I've been a Saka Saka stand since day one, bro. He's good. No, no, no. Saka is good too. Um, so yeah, you can throw him in there. Um, but apart from like Tierney, I don't know if anyone else is appealing to me because Tierney. Like, yeah, Arsenal could concede three, and I know this guy st- will still create something in that game. Pop up with a little attack. Yeah, return. whereas, like, okay, you have David Luiz, Pablo Mari, Hector Bellerin. Yeah, I'm not looking at anyone from the defense. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, like you said, Tierney, Tierney for sure. The rest of them, they don't really have any threat. Um, I freaking still have holding, man. This guy doesn't even play. Like, what the hell is going on with that? <laughs> Four games in a row of zeros. Um. So what about Odegaard? Yeah, man. Um, I mean, he's he's been like probably one of their top top three attackers for the last few games. Um, he's seems to get minutes. Uh, his last uh, six games, he plays above seventy, above sixty, seventy minutes almost every game. Uh, Ninety in the last two. Looks like he's up to speed. He's blended in with the Arsenal team, and uh, yeah, looks like some points to come for him, right? Yeah. And then the player I'm actually really interested in is Lacazette. Like, um. He this guy's in form. Um, he's been scoring. He's been taking some penalties recently. Uh, I think that's maybe because Alba wasn't on the pitch. But still, like he's he's really popping up and scoring. And uh, you know, I really like the way Arteta's uh, you know his philosophy. And Arsenal's just playing. They're creating. They got Odegaard now. So I don't know, man. Lacazette against Sheffield is a nice little pick, man. Yo, it's just the thing is, man. Honestly, with forwards, it's kind of I find it a little bit hard to squeeze in another forward when. I'm pretty happy with mine. Like, I wouldn't be transferring in um, Lacazette over Bamford or Antonio right now, or certainly not over Kane. So, like, it, yeah, I just find it a little bit tough to find out where to squeeze him in. But depending on the team, I guess, yeah, you can definitely go for him. For sure, bro. Um, anyone else that you're targeting for Arsenal, or do you want to move on? Um, no, that's that's about it. Maybe maybe a little Pepe action, but uh, I don't I don't think so. He gets he too frequently gets subbed on, right? He'll get like twenty or thirty minutes, which I don't really I don't really like that. Okay, moving on to our last team to target for the upcoming fixture run. I think Leicester, right? I know you mentioned this, so your thoughts? So they have City. They have City coming up in game week 30. So obviously you want to dodge that one. 
but um, between game week 30, I guess West Ham too. So let's just say you, you, you fade the next two game weeks, but between 32 and 35, they have West Brom, Palace, Southampton, and Newcastle with three of those being at home. Like those are wild fixtures, man. Like those are games where you want like he and Nacho, Vardy, and a defender, something like that. Like, just stack up as much as you can and just roll the dice on those guys because those are, like, insane fixtures. It's interesting because, yeah, Inacho and Vardy are obviously, like, Inacho's in good form, but then you also just mentioned about Antonio, Bamford, and Kane, right? So it's a question of, are these guys, like, if you're going to transfer them in, are they just for that week only, or are you target, Are you bringing them in for those, like, three, four fixtures, I guess? Yeah, yeah. So I guess with that said, I kind of go to that point that I had uh, briefly earlier, which is, like, the fixture runs and when to wildcard. Um, I do feel like it might be better to just wildcard in game week 32, just hold it off for a couple of weeks for those of us. I mean, not us. I'm not part of this group. I blew my wildcard early. But uh, if you still have your wildcard, it might honestly be better to wait for game week 32. Um, for this group of fixtures because you have teams like yeah Leicester uh, Liverpool that's when their fixtures really turn for the better um, as well as United have a good run in in that uh, space Wolves West Ham all the all the te- really all the teams we talked about um, the really really good fixtures come maybe two games after this and as such you probably want to think about maybe holding your wild card for that instead of throwing it out this week awesome so yeah that kind of wraps up the fixture runs and the teams that we're looking at um moving on to differentials now uh jay what's your first pick um i like havertz um talked about him quite a bit honestly throughout the pod so i don't really want to get too much more into it but they play west brom so i feel like that's uh that's a potential captaincy there you could just toss it on him and uh, watch him, watch him have fun, have some fun against a really bad defense, really bad team. Okay, nice. Um, my pick would be Ward Prowse. They play Burnley. Um, just a good player overall on set pieces, always a threat. And um, yeah, I fancy I fancy Ward Ward Prowse getting some points this this weekend. So we'll we'll see what happens. I like I like Regulon as well. Um, he, they have Newcastle, Spurs do, and I, I wanted to get someone in that game as one of my differentials, and I think Reguillon is probably the guy for me. Yeah, so uh, those are the differentials for us. Um, moving on to transfers for game week 30. Yep. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll start. Uh, I'm, I'm still up in the air. I don't really know what, what I'm doing. I have one free transfers. Dude, it's always tough, eh? After, after the international break, it's like you don't have any F, like, direct fpl data from recently so you have to kind of think about oh like what what did they do on international but anyways yeah go ahead yeah and like the other thing is like you mentioned earlier in the pod i'm probably like just hold your transfers because you know there's uh international uh games midweek on tuesday and wednesday so there's no point in making a move now until uh maybe thursday or friday so um but my initial thinking was either like i need bruno i think regardless so i was probably i've just been looking at the portugal fixtures and making sure like seeing his minutes yeah um so i was deciding either replace sun with bruno dude united have a revenge game there dude against spurs coming yeah in. yeah yeah that's like that's like big revenge for that 6-1 yeah and i'm just scared going without bruno man like he, i know i did i went without him in the beginning of the season and he was racking up 20 point hauls while i didn't have him and that kind of set me back in the beginning, and I just don't want it to. Yeah, dude, you're in a really in a really good position now. You could probably push for top fifty, top ten k. Yeah. So, but my question to you is: Do I have two options? Replace Sun with Bruno, or drop Salah and get Bruno? I I don't think I would drop Salah. Um, yeah, just just hold on to Salah because that fixture run after um, 
after Arsenal. It's uh, those are ones that you want him and you probably want to captain him in. So I would I would be. So the easy the easy swap would just be because uh, I have cash. I have two point okay. five in, in the bank. So uh, drop Sun and just get Bruno and then still have point four in the bank. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind that. That's that's probably probably no brainer. Um, if Sun if Sun is fit though, you might want to maybe hold off one week on that. Honestly, dude, Brighton are not an easy defense. So, um, I I I mean I know it's Bruno and everything, but yeah, no, I know, I know. Newcastle that. I know Newcastle are an actual joke. Like, let's just put it that way. So, I would expect Spurs to score like three or more. Even if Sun's fit, do you expect him to start? Um, that's that's a great question, and I I don't know. I don't know. Mourinho could just bullshit you and be like, "Oh, he's not starting," and then he plays ninety. So I'm I'm not really sure about that one. Okay. Uh, what's what What are your moves uh, for this week? Yeah. So I'm looking at dropping one of my city defenders and picking up someone from Chelsea, or maybe two people from Chelsea. Uh, that's to be decided. Um, like we said, um, the the fixture run really begins in game week thirty two for a lot of these teams. So I'm definitely for the for game week thirty and thirty one. Um, definitely looking at Chelsea defense. So that's where I'll probably spend my transfers for that. But 32 onwards, I do want Salah in my team. Um, like I just mentioned, big captaincy shout for those, uh, for those games. So yeah, um, this week, I think Cancelo to a Chelsea defender, probably, probably Rudiger. Um, but Alonso is kind of, kind of tempting me, man. I want to, I want to get a piece of that. Like, cause I, I just know, dude, I'll put money on it right now, but I would think that he scores at least one goal clean sheet, like 17-pointer between now and the end of the season. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to play and stuff, so we'll see about that. Maybe just end up with Rudiger. That's the only thing, and Rudiger's, what, 4-6? So, I mean, you're yeah, better Rudiger off Yeah, Rudiger costs nothing. The, the money savings is big. And he's also known for getting uh, for scoring goals on set pieces, too. Yeah, Rudiger, just so get a header. Might as well. Okay, so... That's that. I think I'll probably end up keeping my Spurs guys. I was thinking about dropping them, but like, dude, like I said, Newcastle, not not uh, not a fixture you want to miss. I have three of them right now: Sun, Bale, and Kane. So I'll probably just roll all three of them out as my starters and just uh, hope that they go hard on uh, against Newcastle. Yeah, no, that definitely could be the case. Um, moving on to captaincy for game week thirty. Um, for me, it's uh, obviously Kane is the big favorite, and then Bamford will be would be my differential. Yeah, yeah. Bamford's hurt though, dude. I would rather put it on Rafinha if I were looking at Leeds. No, Bamford that was, that flag stayed the same, right? Or is he still hurt from? I swear he picked up something in in England as well. Like he was oh. supposedly. Oh, knocked. like he picked up something against uh, Fulham. Yeah, yeah. Like he's. It's just like a lingering thing. I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, just monitor the fitness. But dude, if you're captaining Bamford, I would definitely look at Rafinha instead. Do you have him? Yeah, I have both. So. Yo, yeah, Rafinha. Um, his stats have been off the page recently, man. He's gonna have a big haul coming up soon. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, no, I definitely put Rafinha, Bamford, Kane, and then Bruno, obviously, is in there. Yeah, mine, mine is Kane, dude. Um, I think it's a no-brainer. Newcastle are just so bad that, like, don't want to overthink it too much. Just put it on the popular choice this right. week. And then, just to conclude, uh, uh, before we wrap up, like, your thought on your thoughts on captaincy and overall rank protection and all that stuff, like, what's your view on that? Like, because most people are going to be captaining Kane, and... Let's say I want to make up ground or you want to make up ground. Is it worth um, taking a risk at this point? Because there's still eight, eight game weeks left. So I just want to know what your thoughts on, you know, uh, rank protection and all that stuff. So for me, it, I, I don't I'm not looking at that at all because I'm so far behind. If I was up in the top like 10K, this week would be a week where I definitely just protect rank to, to Captain Kane. But you're definitely right. Like if you're if you're looking to make up ground like myself, um, I guess a differential captain is a really good idea, um, especially in a week like this where everyone's going to be on. 
uh, Kane. Uh, maybe I just slap it on Rafinha then. I like that. Uh, but yeah, again, it, it really just depends. Uh, first of all, are you going to be crying at night when Kane scores three goals <laughs> and um, everyone has him captained? Or will you be okay with that um, if, you're, if your guy ends up blanking? Like, that's just what it comes down to. You got to kind of weigh that up in your head, uh, make a choice, um, and then and then live with it, deal with that after. Um, so, yeah, let's see. Maybe maybe I'll end up on Rafinha, actually. Awesome, bro. Uh, it's good to be back on the pod. 100%, dude. Another episode in the books. I'm your co-host, Johnny. This is Jason. And this is the FPL and Wine Podcast. Signing off. Peace.